Thank you for listening to our midweek service from Christian Ministry Church. We're praying that this message blesses, encourages, and equips you to build the kingdom of God. Uh, hi, my name is Brenda Brennan. I teach the Run for God class here. I can't see, but it's okay. Um, never did I expect to see myself up on a stage doing this. But I was uh, very honored uh, by Pastor Brooks to ask me to come and speak to you about physical health. And what does that have to do with God? Well, doesn't everything have to do with God? And if you can't come to church because you're sick, well, maybe physical health is important. So, um, I'm going to uh, start off right away with uh, some scripture. Romans 12.1, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Oh. 1 Corinthians 6.19.20, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. We're reminded in these scriptures and many others that our physical experience is related to your spiritual testimony. And you can choose not to take care of your body, it's a choice. That doesn't mean that if you don't follow the rules that you're not going to go to heaven. We all know that we've been given the grace to go to heaven just by receiving Jesus as our Savior. So you have that choice. But taking care of your body plays an integral part in ensuring that you're physically able to do God's word. If you're sick and you can't go to church, if you're ill and you are too sick to get up and do, first of all, hear his word, and then do the physical work that he might be expecting of you, then how do you do it? 1 Corinthians 9, 26, 27, I discipline my body like an athlete, you little athletes over there, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. There was a devotion that someone shared with us in class, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Few people naturally love the thought of being disciplined but we certainly desire the positive results of what that it produces. There's no shortcuts to discipline. It's something that we have to embrace if we want to experience the sweet fruit of discipline. Christ is looking for disciples whose body, soul, and spirit are disciplined to forsake the world and follow him. This includes physical discipline. It's necessary for effective spiritual service. Do you ever find that when you are slacking in your daily physical habits, what you put in your body, how you exercise, how you get enough sleep and care for your body that you're vulnerable in other areas of your life? Like maybe right in there, the little devil getting in there, going, 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 because you haven't taken care of yourself? Well, when my body's under, um, not under control, I can count on a lot of other things getting out of control, like my attitudes, my tongue, how I use my time trying to figure out what to eat instead of thinking about God, or maybe sitting on the couch because I'm too tired, right? Um, how I treat others because I'm a little nasty because I've been eating garbage. On the other hand, when I say no to my body and I make it do what it doesn't want to do, such as physical exercise, moderate eating habits, then I experience greater freedom to be the servant in Christ in many other matters. 
right? Catering to our flesh makes our spirits dull and insensitive to the Spirit of God. But by denying our flesh, we develop an increased appetite for God, and our spirits are strengthened to become more alert, more sensitive, and more responsive to His Spirit. Amen. How about this? Ephesians 5.29. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. Do you hear that there's an expectation that we take care of our bodies? Well, of course we take care of it, right? The primary purpose of the human body is to provide a residence for the Holy Spirit. It's not about you. It's about the Holy Spirit in you. Because to take care of the body isn't just to take care of you, it's to take care of the God in you. Our bodies are the outward manifestation of our spiritual experience, okay? So it's not about the bicep, it's not about the selfie, it's about your spiritual experience and your body is that outward manifestation of that. So. If that's the case, and we are Christians, and we know we're supposed to be taking care of our bodies, shouldn't we see a great big difference between people walking into church and people not going to church? Everyone should be walking in all fit and fiddle and looking great and feeling good, right? Is that what's happening? No. Um, So, think about it. How could we, we want to be a light, right? That's our job. Be a light, just attract people to Christianity. What if you're at a party? And everyone's, you know, we're, everyone's struggling with their food. We all are. We know that. And people are like, what if you come walking in and you look, you know, you just look great. You feel great. You're doing good. And they're like, what's the deal? And of course, they're going, tell me about the diet that you go. What book are you reading, right? And you're like, no, I finally realized that this is a gift from God and I'm supposed to take care of it. And it changed my life. What a way to sit and start a conversation about God through your body and how you're taking care of it, right? So what's really happening though? Let me tell you about uh, something that was announced back in 1997. The World Health Organization announced an obesity pandemic. But of course, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about our physical bodies. We don't want, now we can't say it because you're shaming people. We're not talking about what you look like. We're talking about your health. 42.4% of Americans are obese. 32% are overweight. Obesity-related conditions. This is why. We don't care what you look like. We care about health. Obesity-related conditions. Hypertension, heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, many cancers. They're now finding that what you're putting in your body is causing inflammation, which causes your cells to grow and mutate, which causes cancers. So what you're putting in your body. 500,000 people in the U.S. die from hypertension every year up to 500, three to 500,000 people. Estimated cost is over $200 billion in obesity. Uh, 75% of Americans are unhealthy, and it's going up. This was in 1997. They expect by the year 2030 that you're going to be 50% obese in the United States. What's going on? Well, you know, when they did this paper, of course, no one wanted to hear it, no one wanted to see it. They also actually predicted what just happened a couple years ago. Not not a conspiracy. They didn't say COVID's going to come. They said we're getting worse and worse and worse and worse in our health. 
What's really interesting is God gives us amazing bodies. Go watch a documentary on how the body works and you can't help but believe in God. And then you look at your immunity, how the immunity works. And we can fight off diseases, but we're not doing that. So we have illnesses all the time. We've had Ebola, we've had MRSA, we've had you know, all kinds of stuff. And they said we keep getting more and more and more unhealthy. And then what happens, something's going to come and knock us down. They told us this in 1997 in the paper. Guess what happened? So the announcement, uh, it was a headline, COVID, a killer for the obese, like pouring gasoline on top of a fire. People with obesity who contracted COVID were 113% more likely than people of a healthy weight to land in the hospital. 74% more likely to be admitted to an ICU and 48% more likely to die. That extends to the 32% of the people that were just overweight. And one of the reasons why with that is that it needs COVID, you know, the virus needs a receptor to get into your body. There just happens to be four times more receptors in fat cells than in regular cells. So you are just welcoming it into your body. Um, younger people, well, what about younger people? They're, you know, they were dying too. Well, let's talk about young people and how fit they are. This is from the military. It is called unfit to serve. Obesity is impacting national security. Okay, uh, Mark Hettering, Lieutenant General, U.S. Army, uh, retired, said, over the last decade, we have experienced increasing difficulty in recruiting soldiers due to the decline in health of our nation's youth. Unless we see significant change in physical activity and nutrition in America, our national security will be affected, will be affected. 71% of young people in the United States would not be able to join the military even if they wanted to because of their health. Um, overweight and obesity among active duty service members rose 73% in just a four-year period between 2011 and 2015. They will not be ready when the crisis hits because they will be sick. It's costing us over $2 billion annually to take care of those obese people in the military. Uh, Richard Jeffries, Rear Admiral, U.S. Navy, retired, former medical officer of the U.S. Marine Corps, said, if we don't take steps now to build a strong, healthy foundation for our, our young people, then it will just be our military. It won't just be our military that pays the price. Our nation as a whole will suffer. Now, remember they announced about COVID coming back in 1997? They're announcing it. It's coming, and we're not doing anything about it. And so we can't be afraid or we can be afraid, <laughs> we can't be surprised. Uh, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We know that. What is happening, we, have, we just won a battle. Little, little babies in a mama's womb. Those are little, little babies that we all know. Those bodies are precious gifts from God. And we bring them out. And you know what's happening? Man has created a fake food for them that's filled with sugar. 10 to 15% sugar in baby formula. They're, we don't need sugar, but they are now immediately being addicted to the sweet taste. They're getting, uh, we ha now have an epidemic of six-month-old children in the doctor's offices being treated for obesity. 
We have them. What do we do after that? We bring them up about this big, and do we hand them God's food, a nice apple, an orange, some grapes that has fiber and vitamins in it? No, we're handing them man's boxed food, a juice pack that's filled with sugar. Just might as well put it up right there in their, their veins and let them go. And six-year-olds are now in the doctor's offices for diabetes, lines of them. We didn't have diabetes 50 years ago. It was very, very rare. It is everywhere now. Um, what's going on? <laughs> Let's hope it works. Yay! Okay. Um, this is something that's been held close to me because I have struggled with food and try, you know, watching and being healthy. And I used to always feel, I saw that and I'm like, that's exactly what's going on. The devil's in my ear. The devil's in my ear. But this hit me. Does this remind you of anything else? How about Adam and Eve? How about Eve? Do you remember Eve had the little serpent in her ear? Go ahead, take that apple. It's not going to hurt anybody. It'll be fine. And she listened to him. And it changed our futures forever. He hasn't quit. We know that we are under attack every day. He wants to kill and destroy, doesn't he? Well, what better way than through our health? What better way? It's easy. We're falling for it. We're dying. And all he has to do is either kill us or make us sick and old, right? Just put you over in the corner. Then you don't go to church. Then you can't do your work. Then you can't hear God. It's brilliant. And it's working. So Ephesians 5, 15, 18, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Galatians 5, 23, one of our favorites. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oops, we forgot that one. Okay, so let me quickly tell you about um, what's going on with the devil and we have physical exercise and we have nutrition. I want to quickly talk on both of those and how the devil is getting in there and, and stopping us from doing what we're doing. Physical exercise. Um, when you are working out, God has a plan, right? We have depression everywhere. We have anxiety everywhere. We talk about it all the time. And we talk about, you know, using our spiritual health to help us with that. Well, guess what? God has another plan too. Did you know that if you walk briskly for 30 minutes every day, or you push and pull and lift some heavy things for 20 minutes every day, that it is a proven fact that it works as well or better than antidepressants. That's God's plan. That's God's plan. But I know when you're depressed, it's really hard to get out and do that. So it's hard to do. I'm not saying it's easy. But if you do it, it works. God has a plan. If you are um, exercising, uh, it gives you strong bones. But what happens is the, um, there's a lot of people here, we're in Hot Springs Village, that are a little older, right? So we have, we have an excuse, right? Well, we're kind of old and we can't exercise and, you know, we, you know I'm tired. Um, so let me explain a little bit about how that works for you and why you're feeling that way. This is the bad news, guys. The up on the top, this is a slice of your thigh. Up on the top, that dark matter is their muscle. 
That's a 21-year-old. Down on the bottom, I hate to say it, it's only 63. That's kind of young. But that's what happens. They don't have any muscle anymore. They lost it. So that's why you're weak. That's why you're tired. That's why you're falling and breaking your hips, right? So it's a great excuse, except now the truth is going to hurt. Um, let me tell you the real truth. That is what's happening because you have, at the age of 42% of your muscle mass is being lost every year. So that's what's happening, right? But look what happens if you keep going. The top one is a 20-year-old. The middle one is a 74-year-old, sedentary. The bottom one is a 70-year-old. Oh, he just happens to exercise. So the bottom line is don't stop moving. You know that old saying, use it or lose it. Or a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest, I always say, <laughs> dies, right? You're going to lose it. Now, if you already lost it because you just spent the last 15 years not doing anything, you're going to be weak, but that doesn't mean you can't get it back. You can get it back. You can work. It's just going to take a little while. But you can no longer say that you are old, and that's why you can't do anything. I'm not saying we don't have aging, you know, we had a little ache and pain here. But let me tell you, one of the things that affected me years ago was there was a um, documentary. It was one of those 2020 or 60 minutes. I don't remember what one it was. And they had an hypo a hypothesis. Are people um, not able to do things because they're old, or are they old because they're not doing things? And they did a study. And they went to a nursing home, and they had three groups. They had the people that were walking a little bit, they had the people that were shuffling a little bit, and they had the people in bed that were literally bedridden. And they put them on a weight training program. And they put the, came back six months later, the people that were walking a little bit were running, the people that were shuffling were walking and power walking and moving, and the people that were bedridden were out of the bed. And what happened was they got their muscle back. And they realized, you're old because you stopped moving. So you don't get to say that anymore. Now you get to say, if you've let yourself go, you can say, well, I let myself go. You don't get to say that you're old. Not in front of me, you don't. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so the devil's working. He's constantly working. I see it every day. Every time I talk to people, I constantly am hearing that. I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. Or I can't, I can't, I can't. And that is the devil in us. Someone that I know posted just recently something that said, uh, enjoy your 20s and 30s, 40s now because your 50s, it's all over. And I'm just like, what? I'm way past the 50s and it's still pretty good. You know? And, but this is a young lady that's not taking care of herself, but she has so much to offer, and she's got the devil in her head. And then what was really sad was then you saw post after post after post going, uh-huh, oh yeah, yeah, it's really bad, it's horrible. And I'm just going, oh my gosh. He's working, he's working really hard, and he's trying to take you down. So, let's go real quick. I gotta keep moving here, guys. This is the vicious cycle. You start off with physical inactivity, you start getting lower conditioning, you have skeletal muscle fragility, when you don't have muscle, it's muscle that's supporting you. If, you. if you lose all your muscle right here, then your hips, no wonder you're falling because your hips are wobbling all over because there's no more muscle. What about your knees? You have muscle here, you have muscle here that support the knees. Everyone's complaining about their knees. Well, if you lost all your muscle, now you're, you know, no wonder you, you're, you're old, right? Get some muscle there. So you lose your independent lifestyle. 
right? Then you get lower motivation, lower self-esteem. Then you have anxiety and depression because you feel really bad that you can't do anything and you're old. And so then you, th that creates physical inactivity and you're old, right? Okay, except this book right here, Um, this book right here is, is my motivation, and you guys have seen this, but every time I see an article about someone that's at least 65 and older that's doing something awesome physically, it's in here, and it's, it's telling me, no, no excuses, and most of these are people like 75 years old, they were obese, and they had cancer, and they fought the cancer and almost died, and they lived and went, whoa, and they woke up, and now at 90, they're running marathons, and they started at 75. So people go, yeah, well, they've been doing it all their life, blah, blah. Stop the excuses. That's the devil. Okay, next up. Um, okay, cause of death. Do you know that most of the causes of death, I was looking at that, this was about physical inactivity, so they were pointing out that's a real big one. But if you look at this, they're all man-made. High blood pressure is a man-made disease. These are called lifestyle illnesses, lack of uh, nutrition, lack of uh, physical exercise. Tobacco use is just body um, abuse. High blood glucose is lack of exercise and lack of physical activity, physical inactivity. You know, um, overweight and obesity, lack of exercise, lack of nutrition, high cholesterol, lack of exercise, lack of nutrition, um, unsafe sex, just body abuse. Um, it's, we're, we're killing ourselves. And the other thing, if you, every one of those, those are the top drugs out there. High cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, those are the top drugs out there. And guess what the other top ones are? Depression and anxiety. That's the devil, guys. 1 Corinthians, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And we're being mastered right now. Okay. Do you want to know why? You, there's a lot of people that are very heavy, and they're like, but I don't understand it. I'm so, I, I'm so hungry. Why are you so hungry? Well, we have switched over to man's food, not God's food. God has a plan. When you eat God's food, which happens to include good fats like avocados and olive oil and coconut oil that makes you full. Well, we are now eating everything out of a package. If it's in a package with, with ingredients in it, that's man's food. And the, what they actually have, um, they have labs that are in there creating addiction. They're creating it for you. Isn't that nice? Aren't you happy? They want you to be addicted. Um, so they will put the, that in there so that you ha can't have just one. And you are being manipulated by the industry to keep eating. And the drug industry wants you to keep taking that. They're not going to tell you that if you were to not eat this stuff, you'd actually could be healthy. They want you to keep taking those drugs, and they're going to continue to work together to get us all. We're, we are being, you know, what are we doing? Uh, our body talks to itself. God created amazing bodies. It talks to us, but we have stopped listening. We've stopped listening. So, first of all, you, you're sick. The doctor tells you you're sick. He gives you a pill. He doesn't say go home. But if we were to listen, it would be like, you know, I'm not taking care of myself. I need to take better care of myself. 
Here's the best one. I love this example and it drives me crazy because there's so many commercials for it. Another great drug that they're laughing at the bank all the way to the bank for. You eat something bad and your little spirit inside you is going, ow, ow, could you stop? It's not working, ow. And you say, shut up. I can take a pill and have more. That's another huge drug out there. Just shut your little guy up. Don't listen to the body that God tells us. He tells us stuff. It's pretty awesome. That's not good for you. We say, shut up. I'm going to keep eating. So, John, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God, the Father, has sent me for that very purpose. Okay, I don't even have time to get to this one, but sugar is your vicious, vicious cycle. The only thing I do want to point out with sugar is um, diabetes and insulin resistance. It's in everything. And one of the new things that they've discovered about sugar is it's fructose, high fructose corn syrup, and uh, fructose, which is 50% of what sugar's made of. It's in every package and can and anything man-made that you make. It's in everything. And they have now discovered, again, the body's pretty cool. It has a hormone that tells you when you're full. When you're eating God's food, you get full. You're satisfied. When you're eating man's food, you're not. Well, fructose, they have discovered, completely bypasses that hormone. You don't get full. That's why you see people that are overweight and they're insisting they're starving all the time. Why am I so hungry? It literally bypasses the full hormone. It's horrible for you. And um, Proverbs 25, 16, if you find honey, eat just enough. Too much will make you vomit. Okay, so next up, God's plans. Uh, Genesis, all the way at the beginning, he said, God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. God has plans for our food. He gave us vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, uh, chicken, fish, beef. We can eat really well. But if you're stuck over in the packaged food, some of you, I know you're going, oh, yeah, but what about the ice cream? and all the other good stuff that tastes really good. When you get it out of your system, and it's really hard to do, it takes several weeks to go get it out, and you're going to fight it. But when you get it out, all of a sudden you lose your taste for that. You don't sit there craving it and think it's the best thing in the whole world. You have been duped, and you are being hit by the devil to love it. And if you get it out, all of a sudden God's food tastes great, and you really feel good. And the difference is, here's these two people, the guy on the left, Oh, you're going to love this. 42 teaspoons of sugar a day. Almost all refined foods. Four times more heart attacks, four times more sugar diabetes, more arthritis caused by what you're putting in your body, more sleep disorders, more depression, more cancer, more doctor visits, more allergies. A lot of you that suffer with allergies, it's not always the trees. It's the goop you're putting in your body. Um... Uh, requires 100 miles of new blood vessels per pound of fat. Look how hard your body is working to try to support you. Um, more food, foot problems, more gout, and a shorter life expectancy. And by the way, it mentioned on that 42 teaspoons of sugar that sugar is an actual appetite stimulant. 
So you want to know why you're having problems. The guy on the right that's eating God's food, he's living the blessed life. He feels good. Your head is clearer. You can hear God. Your eyes are clearer. Your skin clears up. It's amazing. Tags disappear. Acne disappears. Um, <laughs> you're... Um, you, you get to hear and be and spend your time with God instead of figuring out what to do with your body and your food and not feeling good. And you get to live that blessed life. And that's all part of, the, that's why it all goes together. When you're feeling good and you're living God's plan with food, then you get to live the blessed life. This is really awesome. Um, real quick, left side, right side. They don't talk to you about God but they show you, this is just factual nutrition information. Left side, foods can make you happy and foods can make you depressed and anxious and not feeling good. Take a note, what's on the left side? God's food. What's on the right side? Man's food. They're manipulating you and they're taking you down. Um, next one, almost done guys. God's pharmacy. A carrot looks like an eye and it just happens to enhance blood flow to the eye. A tomato has four chambers and is red, just like the heart. And a tomato is loaded with lycopene, which is pure heart and blood food. Walnuts look just like a brain, and it just happens to develop more than three dozen neurobrain functions. Beans are shaped like kidneys, and they happen to heal kidney function. God's plan, there's God's plan, right there. Yep. What's your choice, sick care or health care? You get to choose. You get to choose. But I think God has a plan for you. God wants you to live a blessed life and feel good and take care of yourself because you have a mission. And he needs warriors, right? He needs warriors. Your sick care, they're laughing at the bank the whole way there because, like I said, most of the drugs out there that are making all the money are all man-made illnesses, hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol. We can all get well through the right side. Did you know that every single drug you take has side effects? And no one talks to you about that, including your own doctor. So you take a drug, and then can, it could be weeks and months later, something else happens. And what do we do? Well, I guess I'm old. It's something else. Well, guess what? It was the drug. Did you know the number one drug, which is statins, you have a 70% chance of getting diabetes when you're taking a statin. So you show up with diabetes, do you think the doctor's gonna tell you, well, unfortunately, it's because you're taking this other drug? Well, now you got diabetes, now you can take a diabetes drug, right? Here's another really interesting one. Cipro is an antibiotic. If you're taking Cipro for whatever reason, during the time you're taking Cipro, your tendons are weakened. So you now you, all of a sudden you got tendonitis, or you go out for a little walk and you rip your Achilles tendon, and what do you do? I guess I'm old. Nope, you're taking Cipro. So I challenge you, look at your drugs and see what are the side effects before you run off to go get another drug. Because the doctor doesn't do it, and we don't do it, and we just think it's another aging issue or another I'm just sickly, and it's drugs that you're taking. So let's go ahead and, um, you know what I hope? Let me close this out with two... Uh, uh, verses. Matthew 26, 41. Keep alert and pray. Otherwise, temptation will overpower you. For though the spirit is willing enough, the body is weak. 
1 Thessalonians 5.23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope and pray tonight that what this did was make you angry. Not at me, but angry at the devil that's working hard. We need warriors. God needs warriors. He needs us to be healthy. We need each other to be healthy, to protect our nation, to protect each other, to do God's work. So I hope that you're going to go home and you're going to get up tomorrow morning and you're going to say a prayer to God and you're going to tell him that, you know, I haven't been taking care of this body that you gave me, but today's the day I start. And you go for a walk and you eat an apple. <laughs> Love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.